This podcast is sponsored by Enriched. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you'll know that I'm not a big fan of Big Pharma. So I do everything I can to try and stay out of their sickness subscription system. And a key component in my daily arsenal is a dose of what I'm calling the White Basement Lion King Super Stack. First, chugga mushroom, known as the king of mushrooms for a reason. Its potent antioxidant, antiviral, immune-supporting properties make it the most studied medicinal mushroom on earth. And although there can be only one king, the king wears a mane, a lion's mane. Brain-boosting, neuron-sharpening, cognition-enhancing, lion's mane is the perfect partner for King Chaga and the second half of the Lion King Super Stack. For me, it's the perfect start to my day helping me to go hard and go home. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the discount code WHITEBASEMENTPOD to get a 10% discount site-wide. Start your day like a king. Go to Enriched and grab the Lion King Super Stack now. And I say to my clients, well, think about two people to make happy, your nine-year-old self and your 95-year-old self. Your nine-year-old self would be the kid saying, are you having enough fun? Are you being playful? Are you getting outside and enjoying your life? And your 95-year-old self would be the old person on their deathbed lying there thinking, right, did I do it right? Did I hold on to too much stress, too much worry? Um, or did, did I take those chances? Did I keep my promises to myself? And if you, if you keep those two people happy and keep those two people in mind, then you're going to be on the right path. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at White Basement Pod. Uh, if you like this episode, share it, leave us some feedback. Today I'm joined by Daz. He helps people microdose psilocybin mushrooms. So hopefully today we're going to explore the magic of the mushrooms. Daz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so so um, as, as with a lot of things that... that that happen well a lot of things that happen and a lot of things that are happening with this podcast um there's a little bit of synchronicity so um whenever i get people in i always ask them do you know anyone interesting that i can talk to and um our mutual friend i asked her after our episode and she said oh yeah you should speak to my friend daz he's a super cool guy he uh he helps people um with mushrooms and he's really sort of into it and really passionate about it and like like we were talking about you know just before we started recording it is something that i've been i've never tried it's something that i've been aware of for a, a long time i mean it's it's probably probably like seven eight nine years ago as i said i was um a big uh, Joe Rogan podcast fan yeah. and uh, he had paul stamets on who's Legend. i think he's kind of mr mushrooms right yeah so he had Paul Stamets on and, and just some of the stuff he was talking about. I mean, I listened to it a long time ago, um, but I, I remember just it blew my mind, you know, some of the some of the kind of concepts and and, um, you know, he was saying I think he was saying that that there's a there's an area of mushrooms somewhere in maybe Pacific Northwest in the US. That's the it's the biggest living organism on earth because they're kind of networked together yeah it's like yeah. a hundred mile sort of living network and i think in fact um 
I think it, it, it possibly was one of the influences for Avatar for James Cameron. You know, when yeah, they have yeah. like the whole the trees are all linked and they talk to each other. That's it, pretty I, mycelium, and yeah, yes, I, I, I think it was from that. So it's it's something that I've been really um, interested in finding out more about. Um, but like with many things, you know, you kind of you need to maybe wait until you come across the right person. Yeah, I think it starts, you get that idea in your head and you start um, uh, maybe going down a little bit of a rabbit hole. And then when you start thinking a certain thoughts and all of a sudden, as you know, law of attraction, you'll start attracting the people that you might find. You have these conversations you wouldn't necessarily had. Yeah. And before you know it, you ha- uh, you're uh, right into it. And then I find that the way that I've introduced it is a way that I have clients in there uh, in their uh, late 70s and early 80s and I've got uh, youngsters as well who have been struggling at college and everything in between so the way I do it is just trying to so, uh, introduce it but when people whether people will like it or not I think that the conditioning is in there uh, which we can you know talk about a bit more deeply but the idea that anything uh, to do with psychedelics, uh, whether we know or not, those stories are still in your head from when you're little about, oh, my friend, I heard a friend of a friend who thought they could fly and jumped off a building, that one's a classic. Yeah, and I mean, then, uh, oh, I've, uh, someone who thought they were a piece of fruit and peeled their skin off, and I know it's a bit gruesome, but these were the ones that you used to hear as a kid, but they obviously these stories are put out there, but they're still in there. So, But when I talk to clients and friends and things like that, when I introduce it, I don't say, hey, try some mushrooms. Uh, we have a conversation, I sometimes bring up a little bit about my history but I would, um, and then and most people find that there's something that they could you know use that extra boost that extra vitality so they actually get the excitement going and then that condition starts to wear off then I send them on their process to sort of getting educated and learning about it as they go along so just softly softly yes yeah, it's, it's interesting that you that you say that about the um, you know everybody's heard a bad trip story because um, like an analogy, I think I've spoken about it before, but for, for probably the first 25 or 30 years of my life, butter was going to kill you. If you ate butter, yeah. you're going to have a heart attack, you're going to die. And even though now it's been 100% established, it doesn't cause any kind of problems at all. It's really good for you. It's much better than seed oils, margarine, etc. And I eat butter on everything every day yeah but i still have this very slight feeling of am i sure this is good for me because i had you know you've you've kind of been imprinted with that conditioning from a from a from a young age but um can we can we go back a little bit and then you can kind of fill us in a little bit on your backstory and how you got to the to the mushrooms yeah absolutely so I've done recreationally at uh, you know festivals and things like that when we were younger but usually mixed them with alcohol and other things had a weekend in Amsterdam about 10 years ago for a friend's birthday and we did three days in a row where we went to a truffle shop and we spent the whole day giggling in this beautiful truffle truffle shop and when we were on uh, when we got home we're in a whatsapp group and we're all messaging each other about how good we feel and how nothing was a problem that week we expected to come back feeling ruined from Amsterdam uh, but no, and we all felt good. And then when I researched it, it's called afterglow. So when you have psychedelics, the following days after, if you've had a big dose, usually the day straight after, you might feel a bit tired, but you still feel happy about the day that you've just had. Uh, then you have this afterglow feed, and that's when the conditioning in the brain is down. And that's when uh, every, uh, the condition is where all the depression, anxiety, the stresses, the things that bother you in life, that's where they all are built up. And an analogy that I heard on um, uh, was that if you imagine your brain is 
is like a hill of snow. When you think in a certain way, you're creating a track in the snow. You keep thinking uh, in uh, that way, and that is going to get further and more deeply entrenched. When you introduce psilocybin, it's like a fresh blanket of snow on the brain. So it allows you then to think in different thought processes and uh, create new neuron connections. Um, and then if so, if you go into it with the right intention, you can actually uh, change up that uh, the uh, condition that's in there and change up the those things you found it hard to do you're going to be able to achieve so when I am um, about uh, three years ago during COVID time so I'd already started being uh, becoming a drinker everything happened little by little I didn't really notice it happening at first but then when COVID hit I broke up my ex my uh, my son's mum and we lived together still during COVID in a lockdown in a two-bed flat with a toddler and they were like stay at home <laughs> and I was like mm, I might not um, I had to uh, yeah, it got to a point I was drinking seven bottles of wine a day at one point and I was five stone heavier. I was uh, in an absolute mess. And um, so what I did was about the fourth or fifth time I managed to give it up and it got to about week three of the giving up the alcohol. Um, and I flew off to Spain to see my brother uh, August 2020. And it was that announcement when you uh, on the way home, I was heard that announcement, put your oxygen mask on before helping others. And it was that that really hit home. I thought to myself, uh, sat there and thought, well, yeah, you can't help anyone if you're gasping for air. So I used that as a way of uh, sort of thinking back and realised that little by little over time, I hadn't looked after myself. So rather than me worry about how I'm going to lose weight, stop, uh, give up the drinking and keep it that way, and then also to find a place to live and all these things I had to do, I thought to myself, I'm just going to concentrate on uh, looking after the things that I know that are going to make me feel better. So firstly, I concentrated on my sleep and not just uh, concentrated, but I learned about it as well. So I learned about my circadian rhythm, my uh, nasal breathing, just these little things that I knew that would help to stack up the good feelings so I'd get a good sleep. Um, I created a little night routine before I went to sleep as well. Uh, so 30 minutes before bed, I did all the things that you already know that you're meant to do. So I didn't have the lights on, uh, no, you know, no TV. I stretched before bed, did a meditation when I got into bed, everything I needed to do to slow my mind down. Once I got my sleep routine right, I had my morning planned out. So I slowly introduced little bits of exercise, things that I could do while I was a bit heavier and I had a bad knee and shoulder. And then things got stronger and better and I was able to do more and more in the mornings. Then I learned about my nutrition, my gut biome. So I used this extra energy I got from the sleep to then to uh, go on to learn more throughout the day to create uh, to uh, clear the brain fog and things like that. I ended up then going to a magic mushroom ceremony. Uh, this happened about another few weeks after I got back from the Spain trip. So this was just another step that I thought, you know, if, if I could use that same afterglow feeling that I got from that, that, that trip in Amsterdam, but if I wasn't doing all the partying with it and I was just concentrating on just getting the most out of the mushroom, then uh, I'd take it from there. So I went to a ceremony. It was a two-day thing with a with a, a night in between. There was eighteen ladies there and me, and none of had ever done mushrooms before. And uh, I knew the lady who was running it a little bit through work. And what I did was um, I was sort of there to make everyone else excited about doing the mushrooms as well because I'd had some experience doing recreationally. Had an amazing uh, transformative experience at the ceremony. 
all the other ladies there as well. Everyone had this. So you have the, uh, uh, you set your intentions before you have your mushrooms. You are, um, uh, uh, you, uh, we did a cacao ceremony and things like that. And then when we had the, we did breath work with the chocolate, uh, mushroom chocolate. And then we went for a walk in nature and we came back and then all the epiphanies start and you start getting all these amazing ideas. Once the peak is over with the mushroom, you, that's when all the brain fog clears and you just start to think to yourself, hang on a minute, what have I been living or thinking or worrying in this certain way? And um, the next day after it was over, felt fantastic, kept in touch with some of the other people at the ceremony, but there was no real after process. So you come away from it feeling absolutely on form, feeling amazing, feeling that the limitations are gone, um, things like that you feel like you can do anything. But the uh, is the you need that kind of that you need to keep that momentum going. So I looked into microdosing because it was actually through watching documentaries about uh, mushrooms and things like that. that I decided that I would learn more about microdosing. And uh, from where I had that chocolate at the ceremony, I thought it was a nice way of having the uh, having the mushrooms. So I created a box of chocolates with a little microdose in each chocolate. Um, excuse me. <coughs> And, uh, grab some water. I will do, thank you. So, yeah, so I created this box of chocolates, and uh, it's a lovely-looking box of chocolates with little heart-shaped chocolates, and each one of those chocolates has a, a microdose of magic mushroom in them. Um, and the idea is, what I did is I wrote down all those things that I did while I started microdosing. So I wrote down my night routine. I wrote down my morning routine. I wrote down the little bits of... Um, exercise that I was introducing and how I was building it up and things and what I would do is rather than just go back to doing the exercise like I'd done in the past I would then uh, do things like I'd learn how to do a handstand something I'd never been able to do before but because it was a bit more of a challenge I knew how to work different certain different muscles it got my brain going as well so while I was microdosing I didn't do any of the things that I'd done in the past I did I have exercised in the past I have meditated in the past I have you know looked after my diet but this time I, le- I educate myself I learned about my gut biome I learned about how the food is a affecting the hormone balance and what food we put in our bodies, ultra processed foods and processed foods. Um, when I, s- I learned about the sleep, just it was only five minute little videos on YouTube learning about uh, your circadian rhythm and your nasal breathing um, and how meditation, just how your brain works when we're going to sleep. And so I stacked up all these good feelings, wrote them all down, and then also learned more about my thoughts as well and how our th- yeah, uh, how your words have so much power. So when I did this, it kind of uh, organically become a bit of a guide that I'd written. Uh, so when I organised it all and I, other people started to ask for help, um, I started to sort of give them the box of chocolates and send them the guide as well, and that evolved over time. But my job when I first started getting into this was originally I was a hairdresser, so I'd had 10 years of doing people's hair, and you become a little bit of a counsellor when you're doing that anyway. And then it was 12 years of doing tattoo removal, and the most popular tattoo I removed was the ex's name. So you found that you were getting people coming in. Quite often they were in a bit of a mess, they are in a state, they felt like you know the world was against them. And what I found was uh, even before I started doing all the dosing and things like that what well, I used to get a real buzz from I had 20 minutes with each client and I knew that that's that client come in and if they were feeling down I'd get them leaving the bu- uh, the building punching the air going yes my script's unwritten I've got all this amazing future ahead so I was buzzing off that and then that's how it sort of it kind of organically all came together that I was doing this as well as um, something else I was passionate about which was using mushrooms so 
Um, without advertising or doing anything like that, it's happened uh, over time. Every, people come to me and they say, I've tried everything to stop drinking, come off antidepressants, stop doing cocaine. Or a lot of people just are starting to feel like they know that their life should be more fun or life should be more interesting. So they are coming to me because they just want to get that new vitality, that new boost for life. They want to let the inner child out because they've heard that mushrooms can do that. So when I, the difference with the, uh, how I do it, when my clients get in touch, I firstly, I get them excited about this process in the first place. I get them, tell them how well it's going to uh, work for them and how much it's going to change their way of thinking. And uh, because they go into it, really believe in it, and they've read the guide, and the guide itself gets you really excited to do it in the first place, they've set that intention in their mind. They know it's going to work. And the thing is, anything you put behind it, when it comes with mushrooms, it is massively enhanced. So if you've done a lot of positive stuff in the past, if you've done weeks where you go to the gym all the time and uh, you know really looked after your nutrition and your sleep and your exercise, you uh, if you do that with mushrooms in your system, with psilocybin, while the condition is down, that's going straight into the subconscious, and it's really making a big difference to your how you feel about yourself so my system is people are slowly incrementally building themselves up they're uh, they're killing off the old personality and they're slowly creating a new personality one without the same hang-ups and the same thing so it's not like when you give up alcohol for dry january or something like that that's a honeymoon period and unfortunately that does wear off and you forget why you gave these things up in the first place you're giving this stuff up but you are creating a new personality that doesn't that is uh, got all this new stuff happening so you you don't you don't you don't feel like you ever need to go back so uh, yeah so it's happened organically over time so are you still doing the tattoos or are you just doing the mushroom no stuff the now? only reason i do any tattoo removal now is because i did it for so long i'll occasionally get i might see three or four clients a week but everyone who comes to see me they'll come to see me and we get chatting about something like that because everyone knows someone who's struggling with one of those things and the other thing is i have the jelly sweets and hot chocolate that i made for my dad because i'm a full-time carer for my dad as well so i gave up the tattoo removal business to become a full-time carer for my dad a year and a half ago and that was where everything, all the little things that I do then took over. So uh, I made jelly sweets and hot chocolate from the cannabis plant for him because he's 80 and he's got rheumatoid and osteo um, and uh, quite a few other ailments. And he's on all different tablets, but he's been able to give up the painkillers, give up the sleeping tablets. Um, and that's using the jelly sweets and the hot chocolate, the cannabis ones. They're a little dose as well. So they're, not, they're some of the elderly people can have. But then that has become another thing as well. So um, people, I've got lots and lots of elderly clients who come to me that are struggling with uh, even microfibrialgia or lots of people with anxiety as well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've had a guy on the podcast three times uh, called Rob, who's um, he he does a lot of work with cannabis, mm. um, and also he's a big proponent of chlorine dioxide. Have you heard of chlorine dioxide? Yeah, the MMS? yeah. So he, he he uses that a lot, um, but I actually got put in touch with him via my mum who's 80 yeah who said oh yeah the guy who we get our cannabis cream off you should <laughs> you should get him on your podcast and you know my 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 mum traditionally you know has been sort of quite a straight person yeah so you know if i'd say oh yeah you know her, she a friend who she lives with is 90 and they're like mm. oh yeah we love this cannabis cream it's really good arthritis yeah, and all that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah, it's it's interesting because I think um, I mean I I I don't know what your thoughts are on the whole COVID and pandemic and all of that, but I can probably guess. <laughs> but I think it, I think it's really kind of highlighted um, 
hopefully for a lot of people, but it, it, it's really kind of brought to the fore the the whole kind of medical establishment yeah. is not set up for our benefit. Absolute it's set money, up to yeah. make money and it's set up to... I mean, I, I don't know who... who gave the description, but it's set up to create a subscription model. So they don't want to kill you straight away. Mm. They want you to last for a year or five years or 20 years, but be addicted to all these licensed expensive medicines, which kind of alleviate the symptoms, but each one causes something else, which you need another pill for. And you go round and round in circles. And I think, you know, the, 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 the pandemic hopefully has really kind of highlighted that for a lot of people that... They are not our friends. They are not. They are not here to help. They're just here to to protect their industry and and make as much money as possible. And I think hopefully there is going to be a move towards kind of natural plant medicines. Yeah, absolutely, it's happened. Mother Nature doesn't make mistakes. That's uh, and older people are actually, if you use those sort of terms, you know, Mother Nature, plant based, bringing it back to nature, that kind of resonates. I think. And yeah, because they, that's what they had when they were younger. Mm. I mean, we we I don't know how old you are. I'm fifty, but you know, for for probably from from I guess about twenty years old onwards, it was very much like medicine. Mm. You know, if you have a headache, take a paracetamol. If you've got this, you take that, whatever. Uh, certainly from when I was young, I can I can still kind of rem- remember the tail end of yeah. pick a bunch of this and rub it on your knee or, you know, get mm. one of those and make a tea with it and and drink it and you'll feel better. But but I think for for older people, older than than I am, they probably had 20, 30 years of, you know, pretty much most of the medicine was what you can pick and find and forage and brew and, and whatever. So, you know, it's, it would be nice if we can, if we can move back towards a, a kind of a more natural way of doing things. Yeah, I think it will happen eventually, little by little, because the information's out there now and the amount of information and that's where the internet and things like that have you know, really played their part because they call it the third coming of psychedelics. I think they say the first coming was uh, ancient, the Romans and things like that. The elders would take these things and they would tell everyone what they saw and it was uh, used as a tool. Uh, The second coming was the 60s, you know, the them and us culture, which they had to shut down. And then the third, this is the third time around, third time it's come back, but this time it's backed by science and uh, there's no denying it. And I think even the BBC got hold of it recently because I had uh, lots of messages from clients like, oh, it's been on the BBC now. I'm like, oh, just because they have to. Obviously yeah, this is, to... A, this is like a mixed emotion for me because on the one hand, it's like, okay, good, the BBC finally, you know, decided. Because they have to get it out there now though, isn't it? Because they can't deny it. So they're trying to leak trickle things yeah, out but, but you know the thing that's still after the last three years that's still i just i want to just bang my head on something really hard it's like they just lie all the time about everything but you still won't believe a word that anyone says until it comes up on the bbc I know, that's it's, it. there's it's, still it's quite a few shocking. people left uh, i think there's less and less of those but anyone during the whole covid times anyone who just started to think a little bit for themselves i think they've fully converted now but there's still a few people who are just scared to leap the to the idea of not being able to trust the news it's a comfort it's, blanket isn't yeah, it it's just yeah. throwing off the comfort blanket of oh i don't really have to do my own research i don't really have to critically appraise things and think about things i can just wait until the newspaper or the television tells me it's okay mm. and then it's okay yeah, that's it. and i and i guess that that maybe is 
one of the things with the the mushrooms that it um, it allows you maybe gently, kind of um, in a in a yeah in a gentle fashion, to recreate your model of what you can trust and what you can do and what you should be paying attention to and not paying attention to. Because you know, I think if you do it just sort of raw, mm. it it's quite. Um, it can be quite sort of destabilizing for people. Yeah, absolutely. Where um, where they're doing the microdosing, they're building it up a little bit. So I also put what I call weekend chocolates in there, and they're only like zero point three of a gram. So a recreational dose would probably be a gram to two grams. So it's not a huge amount, but it's an amount that you'll see the colours brighten up. You'll get this big smile on your face. Your shoulders drop a bit, and you're like. Ah, I feel great. And I, I never tell anyone to drive on these things, but they'll save them for a Saturday or Sunday. When And I tell them how to create the perfect environment internally and externally to make sure that the mushroom thrives. And that's the key as well. So if someone had a lot of letters around them and, you know, and they had some mess, I would, they have to clear that up first because you're more aware of everything. So it's going to bother you more if you've got things to do or if you've got uh, lots of people around you that are going to get on your nerves. If you're out in nature and you've got a bit of space or if you're just in your own home, with a bit of space and it's all tidy and clean and you have that chocolate you're going to absolutely love it you're going to enjoy it but it's people do it for the feeling after so the during is lovely but the after you just feel every nothing's a problem and the first message I usually get from clients a week in or a few days in is they've been stuck in traffic and it's the first time it's not bothered them and I remember that was the first realisation that I had the other one was that uh, a playlist that you've listened to 150 times uh, you end up skipping tunes quite frequently but you just find you forget to skip tunes and it's because you're you're just chilled and you're not thinking past and future they're helping you live in that present moment you're realizing how much associate how much worry to associate with the right things so you're taking worry away from the stuff that you realize won't matter um and i say to my clients well think about two people to make happy your nine-year-old self and your 95 year old self your nine-year-old self would be the kids saying are you having enough fun are you being playful are you getting outside and enjoying your life and your 95 year old self would be the old person on their deathbed lying there thinking right did I do it right did I hold on to too much stress too much worry um or did, did I take those chances did I keep my promises to myself and if you, if you keep those two people happy and keep those two people in mind then you're going to be on the right path yeah that's a that's a nice way to look at it um I mean th- th- this this uh podcast quite quite often we've been talking about jujitsu because yes yeah, kind of my 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 thing um and so I've had I've had quite a lot of jujitsu people on the podcast, and it, it, for me, and I think for a lot of people, it it, it kind of does something similar to that, in so far as it's it's a very um, childlike practice. You know, I've said this many times before, but if you get two five year olds, yeah, and you just put them in a room together, shut the door, and say, oh, "I'll be back in half an hour," and then look through the keyhole they're going to be wrestling yeah, yeah, <laughs> as soon as the door closes they're going to be wrestling yeah. and so sort of rolling around on the floor with your friends yeah is a very very childlike um behavior and and this is something that, that my mum had said to me a long time ago that there's a there's a, a difference between childish and childlike mm. you know childish is something that you you shouldn't be doing yeah childlike is something that you should always strive yeah, to do because yeah, it you, nice keeps it. you in that kind of learning um environment i mean it's a bit of a cliche but um 
there's a there's a uh, maybe a well known question like if you ask uh, an adult a 30 40 year old can you play piano they will tell you yes or no yeah and if you ask a five-year-old they will tell you i don't know yeah really i don't know i haven't thought. tried yeah, i haven't yeah. I'm I like, i've got a five-year-old and he thinks he can do everything yeah. let me try and right? make, find yeah, me yeah. a piano and, and let's see and so you know i think i think to to um to be mindful all the time to try to keep that kind of openness and inquisitive mind i was listening to um uh zuckerberg who again's not my favorite person, but he, he started doing jujitsu mm. and um, he had a first competition and he was on the Lex Friedman podcast. Lex Friedman also is a yeah. jujitsu guy. And they were, they were sort of talking about jujitsu, but it's quite interesting that even uh, Zuckerberg, he was sort of saying that it's, it's something that you should always kind of strive to be open to completely failing, completely embarrassing mm. yourself because that's how you're going to learn new things. Yeah, become a kid again yeah. in that way, yeah. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's, it's, this right now is uh, exam season, right? Mm. So all the sort of kids are doing GCSEs and mocks and A-levels and, and whatever. And, you know, whenever, whenever now it gets to exam season and people are telling me, oh, my son, daughter, whatever, they're doing their exams, I, I, I always kind of remember back to when I was doing them, you know, yeah. many, many years ago. And how you, it, it was just kind of accepted that you're going to have to learn loads of stuff and you're going to have to sort of work really hard and you have to remember loads of stuff and it's really stressful and it might be really difficult mm. for you, but that's just what you've got to do. And I think as we get older, we shy away from that. We look for that, this sort of comfortable, we know exactly the yeah, what edges of the box. Of and, what, yeah, we don't, what our limits are. Yeah, and so, and so I, I wonder whether you think that the, 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 the microdosing of the mushrooms helps to dissolve that box that we find yeah, ourselves in. Yeah, absolutely. Lot. That's one of the main ones, the limitations that we place upon ourselves. So I was working six long days uh, doing the tattoo removal and uh, me and my ex, we, I was doing it so that I could keep up. She was someone who really enjoyed the sort of lifestyle and I thought I did, but I was just trying to do all these things. I wasn't being true to my inner being, my true self at that time, which I didn't realise. But I also had these limitations of myself. I thought I had to earn this certain amount um, and, I, and I really, really believed that. I just didn't see any way of doing anything but doing the tattoo removal. And the tattoo removal was great because I got to meet 10 to 15 people a day, but I was hurting people every time with a laser. I mean, that's what you have to do to get rid of a tattoo. You hurt people. Did but you? Did you get anyone who ever had to come back like oh mate i've fucked up again I've oh yeah loads yeah i had people who had an ex's name removed and then had another ex's name rem you know they come back to what, me what, two years what, later what and they the got another. did you get did you have anyone of threes or fours or uh, what's Just, that, sorry? Like three times, four times? Uh, oh, yeah, many, many, many. I had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, this is Essex after all. You, so. But you would think if you if you got tattooed, which hurts, mm. and then lasered. Well, they normally do it to make space for new ones, so they don't, it's not like they're learning a lesson. It's just that <laughs> it's Essex, you know, this is what we do. Well, this is just the UK, I guess. We love it. But I had tattoos, I was covered in them, and I love tattoos. It's really? just trying to think of something I'm going to love forever. I think you too can't far ahead now. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so well, I was good at what I do with the removal, but like oh. I mentioned, it was seeing all the clients that was the main yeah. uh, sort of drawer of it. 
Um, but then when my dad got ill, and this was last February, I'd already had a couple of quiet months with work. And by this point, I was living on a three-bed house on my own with my son, doing the 50-50 thing. Everything was sort of coming, uh, started getting better. But uh, when my dad got ill, I uh, had to just give up the tattoo removal. And I've just, at that point, I had been looking after myself. I had been uh, trusting things. But uh, it went, and I had been selling the jellies and the hot chocolate and a little bit of the chocolates as well. Um, but yeah, I had to just give up the tattoo removal completely. And, uh, but I just had this sort of feeling at that time that I could do it. I knew that I could and that money would come. All I have to do is concentrate on doing good work and putting the right intentions behind it. And if you care and it comes through in the way that you talk and people recommend you. So like I said, I haven't got any online presence, but, uh, I'm always busy and doing, uh, and it's, and I know that what I'm doing now isn't the end. It's a happy because every new thing that I've done is led on to lots of new uh, things. So the and it, through the dosing um like i had a dose uh two weeks of uh, sorry a week ago with my brother in spain and uh and we had the best time it was we were just giggling 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 but as it was wearing off all of a sudden i had this thought in my head my brother lives on a land uh, an acre of land in the mountains in malaga and it's pretty rough around the edges but he's got this whole acre he can do what he wants with and there's other plots of these acres all through the mountains and then straight away i'm like bam let's start a retreat and then now we're a week later and we've got all these plans in place and that was through uh, like i say the limitations are down so the the conditioning that is the limitations you get rid of that then you are going to make yourself an absolute force but what a lot of people do they just stick to this 28 days of dosing and it's like taking it like a happy pill and it will make you happier and you'll sleep better but you might not necessarily make any permanent changes in the mindset so when my clients look after their sleep their nutrition, their exercise and their thoughts, they're building up this new person, this new strong character that um, that just doesn't have the same thoughts. You, the person you are now is going to be different to the person you finish the dosing as. So you're not going to have those same limitations. Your ideas might change along the way. You might think yet yeah, the idea in your head is, I'm just going to stop drinking alcohol because it's slowing me down. But that will lead on to lots of other things. And that's the other beauty with microdosing is the messages I get from clients as I go as well. They'll be sending me messages messages saying I've had this most amazing day um, uh, law of attractions you know sending me all sorts of treats and things like that and they're just buzzing and they're looking for all this happiness and it is like a gym routine to start you have to put the discipline behind it but it's only discipline for the first three days or so and then after that it just feels normal and because you've got all this extra energy and you're seeing how much is benefiting you you're able then to you just keep going with that momentum also what you're doing is you're teaching yourself a formula so that you can uh, in the future you don't have to stick to this very strict way of living forever so you can come off of it for a week but because this is the norm now this your brain and body have been taught how good you can possibly feel when you stack up all the good feelings while you're dosing um, and then what will happen is if ever you come off your uh, routine you're going to be able to go straight back onto it because that is the you that you know how good you can possibly feel and if ever say you have a bad month um, number one thing that I tell my clients is do not ever put too much uh, pressure on yourself don't be hard on yourself yourself as soon as you're hard on yourself you put yourself further back and you're not going to get going again so just think right I've been a month off I'm another you know five kilos heavier than I want to be I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to do this and uh, feel my uh, great again I'm just going to worry about getting my sleep right I'm going to get my sleep right go back to basics and it'll all come together again it takes one or two nights and you're back straight into it all 
Um, so yeah, you're like I say, you're able uh, to completely uh, take away those limitations using the dosing, and it's not something you have to do forever either. So often my clients will do it for thirty days, and then they uh, they know what the future is for them. They get guidance from the mushroom throughout, and they're spending this month doing things like they're doing meditations at the right time of day, the morning and the night when the uh, when their brain waves are slowed down. Um, so they're 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 understanding what their inner feelings are. <coughs> Excuse me, I call it a uh, day three of a holiday mode so you know when you're day three of a holiday and you're sitting by the pool and that's the day you usually start getting all those ideas that you start thinking oh, i'm just gonna give up and start selling bracelets on the beach in spain um, and those funny ideas that you get uh they're funny but they are actually more of the real you so you start getting more of these crazy ideas because you're away from busy 3d world and you're in this space where you're not looking out at all your normal stuff so those ideas you get are more of the real you and when you start dosing you start feeling like that yourself you start thinking i'm gonna start archery and then you come up with these ideas but you follow through on those promises to yourself and then you slowly build it up and you love yourself more and more each day and when you love yourself you don't want to abuse your mind or body so that's what the things this is all about it's building up your self-discipline and your self um self-care so that you become this well nutrition well re uh, relaxed uh, just happy individual person that's um got all this inner you don't just feel 10 years younger you feel better than you did 10 years ago you just walk out the door and i call it the game of tetris where your brain goes da, 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 da. you think of any problem with your part and your brain just puts all the parts into place and then you just carry on so it's flow mode yeah i was gonna say it's it's a flow state because um like i said to you before <coughs> before we started to to record i used to um make some short films and um you know when you're trying to either figure out like a problem in the story or with a script or how can I make this fit with that or whatever. I used to just get on my bike, bicycle, and just go for a ride. And then you just kind of get into that kind of mode of you're not really thinking about where you're going. I just used to do the same sort of circuit. It's yeah. 10 miles. It's quite sort of nice open roads, not too busy. And then, I mean, it, it happened so many times that, that I'm, I'm – convinced that it's a thing just like stuff would start coming into my head like from a like a pipeline yeah and and it's quite interesting because i had um a friend of mine on uh, a few months ago who's uh, now a yoga teacher so he he's gone through a number of iterations of doing different things in his life left this country went to live in cyprus got married had started a business etc but he's sort of found yoga and realized you know that he had all this stuff that he needed to deal with through his life that he sort of started to, yeah. to deal with with yoga but he was telling me about the akashic record are you, are you aware of this uh akashic. oh yeah, I so am. Like yeah, the, yeah. everything that's ever happened yeah. is sort of stored in this universal record and it's available for us to to draw from mm. And so um, I, I wonder what your thoughts are on, um, I don't know whether you've, you've heard this, this theory, probably you have, but um, it, might, it might have been from Paul Stamets, um, but I think, again, I heard it on Rogan, that if you were um, a super advanced um, alien race, you're probably not going to be thinking, hey, we need to build like a metal flying saucer you know we'll and then we'll fly around and land on people's planets or whatever 
But what you might do is, because mushrooms apparently can exist in space, if you even believe in mm. space, but apparently they can exist in, you know, this, this kind of really cold and no oxygen and whatever. So you might build uh, a, a portal technology that you can then just blast out into the universe and wh whatever it hits that's got any kind of intelligent life that eats it connects you. So it's like, you know, you're sending out, I guess, like a Wi-Fi signal everywhere. Yeah, and anyone who's yeah. got a phone, it's like, oh, well, like I'm, I'm connected to a web page here. That's weird, you know. And, and I wonder whether you've got any thoughts about whether the mushrooms are some kind of technology for communication with the, the field or yeah, an entity yeah. or, or do you do you have any well, thoughts I've, on that uh, I, when i first did mushrooms with um breath work um i always had this idea in my head like i could feel energy and you know and it, it, we're all sort of aware of it but some of us sort of really kind of concentrate on it and tap into it and things but i remember i had this experience where i was um uh we did this breath work and i could feel energy rushing off me and it was really powerful and i couldn't co control it but the lady who was the guide uh, come up to me and said, are you okay? You're, uh, I can feel energy coming off you. And I was just like fascinated by it. But the, uh, uh, I've, I've had experiences, really, ama uh, really amazing experiences when I've used psychedelics and I've been on my own and I've gone for a walk in nature or something like that. That's when I can really, really, really con uh, connect with nature. That's what I feel like it makes me do the most is connecting with nature. And I think that's made, uh, what their, uh, a big part of their purpose is, is making us feel connected to nature and things like that. And what's lovely about it is I've never known what it's going to do for me that time. Like I had a, uh, I, I've got a big park near me, which is beautiful and you get lots of space. I've sat in the middle of a field where you just surround, you've got nothing around you, put my hand to my ear and I could hear birds that were in trees hundreds and hundreds of metres away as if they were right in my ears. I could feel the, I could feel the ground move. You can, feel, um, you can feel the energy coming from the sky. I've had all different connections when I've used mushrooms, but I'd recommend to anyone who's going to try them to find a good spot with maybe with some running water, something like that. And then just let and, and let it not, don't have any expectations. Just let the uh, the, the the mushroom do uh, do what it's going to do, and that's the loveliest thing about it. You'll get a different version from every person, but it usually always seems to be for the thing that they really needed at that time. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess a, a bit like the um, the secret and the law of attraction, mm. and whatever you know, you just put the intention, but you don't have to necessarily be super specific about what it is you just are sort of open yourself to the open the, yourself that's exactly the, it. The, yeah the whatever create the perfect in space just create the time in your diary so you create the uh, everything around you just to feel perfect and then let go and let the mushroom do its thing nice so um you you do the jellies mm -hmm. hot chocolate which are both with cannabis that's it and then the chocolates are with mushrooms. That's it. Yeah. So, so how do you how do you make them? Do you get them made, or do you do it yourself? Um, my mum actually jelly does molds? now. So, so I've, uh, my mum, when her partner passed away, uh, not long after the vaccine and stuff like that, but a few years ago on a golf course, and she was down a little bit of money, and she also wasn't sleeping at the time, and she's in her um, um, late sixties as well, and I just started making the jellies for my dad, and I said, oh, do you want to try a jelly sweet and see if it helps? So, what do you what do you make them out of? Uh, so it's used for, oh, I get uh, different trim 
from diff- uh, different pl- people who grow cannabis. Uh, so I, mine comes from North Wales. And I mean, the, what's the what's the jelly? Oh, it's uh, just a sugar-free, gluten-free. It's all my mum's recipe. She's on it, so she makes everything uh, as you know best she can. Like, without... so I was wondering, like, do you, <clears throat> do you have like right? You know, I've got twenty different ones to taste. This one's too soft. This <laughs> one's too hard. <laughs> no, this actually, one tastes the strawberries. Do you, they do actually come out quite different each time, but everyone just seems to like them. Like I say, they're very subtle as well, so nothing too strong. And then my mum came up with the hot chocolate recipe as well. So she uh, she's a great cook and she's a great gardener. So I thought I could combine these things. And then, but yeah, she loves it as well because she has, uh, she sees the messages that I get and she has a few people come and see her as well. Uh, even my nan, her mum's on them and she's 90 and she was meant to be dead two years ago from cancer and uh, they've stopped treating her and stopped uh, doing any tests. But she's on these jellies and she's doing so, she's walking and doing all the things she's not meant to be doing. So, so she's uh, loving life. So, the uh, yeah, so my, uh, my mum makes the jellies and I make the chocolates at home, so just so I can keep the control and make sure everything's perfect. The next thing will be I'll be adding in niacin, reishi, uh, ty- uh, turkey tail, and lion's mane mushrooms into the chocolates as well, which helps to stabilise it and just make everything a bit smoother, especially if you're someone who hasn't had uh, mushrooms before. So, so that's <coughs> that's that's quite. Um interesting as well because uh so so what i was going to mention to you before um about when you were talking about uh synchronicity and you know the, the universe kind of giving you things have you, have you watched the secret yeah so i watched the secret you know many years ago and and watched it a few times i was like this is amazing and um i had this i got this bill in the post i i forget the exact amount but i think it was like 387 pounds 50 piece i mean mm-hmm. you know random number and i was a bit Money was a bit tight, and I was like, shit, i got to pay this bill. Where am I going to get this money from? And anyway, so I was watching The Secret, and I was kind of like, you know what? This is like how The Secret works. And then maybe like two, three days later, I got a refund in the post from like the electric company yeah. or something for, the, for that amount of money, like £387.50. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was like, this is fucking we- freaked yeah. me out. And, and sort of nothing else since... But I think it was just that like message, that validation yeah. of look. And you were is, so specific, you knew exactly yeah, what you is needed. Real. But, um, but it's, it's, it's interesting because so I so I was having dinner with we got new neighbours. So having dinner with the neighbours a month ago and um talking about the podcast and they were saying, How do you get people to come on? And I was like, Well, I just kind of put put the intention out like I need to release one every yeah. week. So I just need people to come in and I'll do the podcast and we'll release one every week. And um, we started talking about the secret and I told them this story about the bill and whatever. And I said, like, nothing really like that has kind of happened since. But, you know, I remember when I sort of thought about the secret before, it was, it was amazing. Mm. And then literally the next day, Tom messaged me in the morning and he said, oh, I've got these guys coming into the studio. They're making a documentary um, on Eddie Cochran and they're going to be in the studio just after you're in on Monday and they want to do a little podcast with uh, Vince Eager, this old rocker who right. will be there hanging around. And it, to me, it was like, again, that little validation yeah, of like, yeah. yeah, this works. But but why? what made me think of that is that we just literally got a sponsor for the podcast yesterday, right? Um, which is a company called Enriched. 
that do uh, medicinal mushrooms. Right. So they do oh, reishi, lion's yeah, mane, yeah. all of that stuff. So if you if you've got a supplier already, great. But if you need yeah, somebody for, yeah. for powders, that's yeah, exactly I'll put you in what touch I do with him. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, there and we he's, go. And he's, <laughs> a super, he's a super cool guy. You'll really like Marvelous. him. Marvelous. Yeah, that's great. That's and the same thing. I the say uh, like I've stopped uh, being daz- so dazzled by it now because I guess I'm always looking for it. But the thing you say that you had those two experiences, but the pro- uh, fact is you're probably someone who actually is walking around a bit more positive anyway because of uh, your history with the training and things like that so you're already doing it without necessarily knowing you're doing these things so you mu- you've probably got stuff happening in your life that if you were fo- uh, focusing on the negative or focusing on being miserable yeah you could make yourself miserable and things like that so I think you've probably actually got that behind you it's just when you start writing it down you start really looking for it it's funny it makes you laugh it makes you giggle they're one of the best bits about it you know it's all these little things and I used to say magical things whenever we went on holiday it always felt like the sun come out what i realized is we probably got equally amount of rain but we weren't looking for it we were always thinking that we were lucky whenever we needed to got someone turned up and we had this thing and but we still had times where we lost a bit of, you know a camera or something but we just didn't notice it because we were just focusing on the good so i think it's the same with things like uh, if you believe that, like I say, crystals, for example, there's no actual uh, necessarily scientific proof of their, that what they're doing. But if you believe that something's giving you luck, it is giving you luck. Of course it is. So yeah. it's that, yeah, that belief behind it. Yeah. And then the, another thing that's, that I'm interested in is the um, – because I, so I was, I was doing a little bit of uh, research on the lion's mane because lion's mane is neurotrophic. Mm. In, in theoretically helps to create new neural pathways but psilocybin does as well yes yeah. so so actually um helping to regenerate or generate um new neurons so physically able to kind of create new pathways yes. and and the reason why i'm interested in that is two things well, actually, it's one thing, which is jujitsu, but there's, there's two parts to it. So, so one, obviously, um, anything that can kind of help with learning, learning something new, um, could be incredibly powerful. Because, mm. you know, learning jujitsu particularly, but anything, piano or playing chess or whatever, it's quite difficult if you haven't done it. You know, you need to, to kind of create this whole new model yeah, that yeah. you're able to, to conceptualize and execute and, and, and all of this stuff. So something that, that can help that would, would probably be really valuable. But also there's a there's a one of the sort of current phenom jiu-jitsu kids who's submitting everyone is a guy called Mikey Musumeci. And I'm pretty sure I saw a thing about him saying that he microdoses a lot when he's rolling. Yeah, yeah. So have you, have, do you have any sort of more insight into that, into the sort of neural pathway sort of actual generation, regeneration? Um, I know that, uh, so I've I've had worked with some clients that are already in a, a strict training program. For example, I had one chap who was a really big bodybuilder guy, and he wanted to go from being you know huge bodybuilder to transition into going natural, which is a big process as well. But what I was excited about is doing it with someone who'd already put the discipline behind it. So to get that big in the first place, you already have to put the discipline into it. Uh, he actually did struggle to uh, to switch because he conditioned himself so well uh, to become 
become this absolute huge bodybuilder person. Uh, so he'd struggled to do it, and uh, he just because he uh, he just had this idea, and he said he had to eat all this food, and he had to do all these meals and things like that. So he pushed himself that far. Uh, but yeah, with the psilocybin, he was uh, uh, he uh, he said that we what we did was he started off with microdosing, and he was still finding it a struggle. So we got together and we did a recreational dose together, and it was happy. It happened instantly for him. His mindset just switched, and the next day he was able. He knew exactly how he was going to do it and how he was going to train. And the thing that changed from is he got excited he went from uh worrying about it to getting excited about him thinking more about the person that the way he's going to look at the end of it um rather than the problem of the the little uh, stages so i think that's how it changes up uh, change up for him and uh, for a lot of people it's just um you don't focus on the problem um uh, or sorry how you're going to do it you just focus on uh just uh, look at uh, just how in, where you take your focus off of that main thing that you want to get to you're able to then find the solutions which sounds uh, a bit counterintuitive but you're just concentrating it's just having a good time and things like that and it's as that that uh, the uh, psilocybin the peak starts wearing down the uh, those where well, the epiphanies just start coming in but it's often as well it could be the next day so I do find that after a good sleep as well I think your brain well when you go to sleep your brain has this big healthy reset that's what uh, sleep is that's why dreams can be so mental sometimes is because your brain's getting rid of all the trash that's in the mind and things like that so when people often use uh, microdosing before they go to bed it can really really help but what we do is we ruin it in the morning where we wake up and we do the exact same morning routine so um so when uh, again when they're uh, doing when they're ch changing up they're not just changing up the thing that they they wanted to do so he wasn't just changing up his training routine he was changing up the way he went to bed and the way he woke up as well if you get those two times of the day right the whole everything else takes care of itself so you can't just go into these things doing do everything exactly the same and expect your brain to change psilocybin plus healthy new routine and intentions behind it and writing things down getting you getting your spiritual side out so connecting mm. with that energy because uh, I think a lot of people get a little bit like I start using the spirituality terms and it, it resonates with some people and then some find it a bit difficult but I think people really want to they want to get in they want to find their way into it because they know that it's a uh, you can keep doing these things forever you can keep living in this way it's a way of getting through and seeing your fruits of having a healthy happy life all the way up to and not living with those regrets and not get, living with the same stresses and things yeah i mean i think i think i mean most people or part of the human condition probably is connection people want to connect to other people to something you know they want to have some purpose um and and feel like they're part of a of a whole of a group i mean that's why you see like uh people getting wanting to go and watch the football because you're you're tribal, part of a yeah. of a tribe yeah exactly it's a kind of that kind of tribal behavior but but something that i'm that i'm kind of reminded of it's uh, are, you, are you aware of nlp Neuro yeah it's, it's yeah. kind of a little sounds a little bit like that in terms of um so i i i went and had some nlp therapy like i don't know maybe like 10 years ago um because I had um, like a really bad health anxiety. I mean, I still I still get it here and there, but it's much better than it was. But I had really bad health anxiety, and it, and I, you know, I had like a lot of sort of things conspired at the same time. So like, I moved out of home, I split up with a partner, blah blah blah, and I was just really like all over the place. Yeah. You know, it was a bit of a mess. And um, I I went and had some uh, NLP. Um, 
because I had to go and have a blood test and I was like, I'm so scared of needles, like I can't even go and have a blood test. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I went and had NLP with this guy. He said, look, it's just one, you just need one session, that's it. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, I mean, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, right? It's yeah. not going well. But I remember, I remember it was about maybe like three hours. I sat there, the guy was just talking away about all kinds of nonsense, his friend on an oil rig and Benny Hill and this and oh. that and getting me to... So, so he, he was. Um, I, I I don't really understand exactly what he, what he did, but he was he was talking to me about stuff, and he was saying he was getting me to do like the Benny Hill music, right? And you know how they used to sort of run around fast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but backwards, right? So he said you'd hear the music backwards, and you and they're running backwards around the studio, and you just keep doing it, keep doing it. And he's talking to me about other stuff. He keep doing it, keep doing it, and it was really weird. And I and I think this is. This is exactly what you are saying in terms of your snow on the on the mountain and putting a fresh coat of snow. He he said that that um, what you get if you have like a phobia or a fear or something that you know is is an issue for you, you have like a neural pathway that's really strong, and every time you have um, the stimulus you get the response from your subconscious mind yeah, before your yeah. conscious mind is able to process it. So say it's spiders. You see a spider and you just, you freeze. Before you can think, well, it's like yeah. five metres away and it's walking in the yeah, other direction. Yeah, that's your 5% conscious is the bit that says it's all it's that a, way away. The Bruce Lipton, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, You know, the biology yeah. of belief. But but the unconscious is already like your heart's gone, your blood pressure's yeah. gone, you know, everything's already happened. And he said, you know, with the NLP, literally all it's doing is like smudging out the that that neural pathway. It doesn't create a new one. Yeah. It just, like you say, repowders the the snow mm. to get rid of the tracks. And then it's kind of up to you what to what to do going forwards. Yeah. And it was really weird because when I came out from there, you know, I was at, I was at a point where if someone said to me like even if someone started talking about having a blood test or needles, I would just like start sweating, yeah, like yeah. having a panic attack. And he said to me, like, as we finished, he said, how do you feel? I said, oh, I think I feel all right. And he said, you know, how would you feel if I said, like, if I just took out a razor blade and cut my wrist and there was blood going out everywhere? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I'd like. I, I, it was like I'd forgotten. Mm. It was it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I I think maybe that's a similar kind of effect with the with the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where it's um, changing up that, like I say, yeah, changing up that mindset. But when you uh, uh, with uh, when uh, when you do any of these things, the other thing is it's uh, we're always going to revert back or go to some version of that unless we constantly. Are, I call it practice. I call everything's a bit of practice. So when something doesn't necessarily go to plan, that's why it was a bit of practice. But if we don't, I notice it myself. Like I'm never, I'm not living like this 24 seven, but I know exactly what happens if I have a day and a half, two days of just not really looking after myself. I know I start to get a bit more sluggish. Uh, productivity goes down a little bit and I'm not able to necessarily deal with all the negativity like from my dad that I've got to deal with where he's 80 and he's disabled and he's stuck indoors. And, and I notice it straight away and I go, all right, I need to be, I just, I know I'm the formulas in there so whatever we do it's never the end we always have to keep 
educating ourselves. And I think we have to get the masculine energy out with the discipline, writing it down in your diary either to start with. And when we start noticing how good those little extra uh, things make us feel, we just need to create our own routine to keep doing those things and rewarding ourselves as well so putting in a monthly you know massage if you've been doing good work and looking after yourself making sure you're rewarding yourself so you're linking these things with pleasure not with pain so that's, I think that's a bit of a Tony Robbins one, making sure your association, making sure you link these things with pain or pleasure uh, rather than, um, and then, yeah, just coming out of your normal everyday thing. We can't just uh, expect to feel great all the time unless we practice, I think, I feel. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it's it's like with everything, isn't it? It's, it's uh, you, you first have to sort of make a change, then you have to form a habit, and then you have to kind of, embrace i mean it's i think it's goggins david you know david goggins yeah, yeah. who says like you've got to embrace the grind mm. you know and it's and it's one of the one of the things you know maybe maybe it's a, a little bit more of a um like a hardcore intense way of looking at it but it's it's like for me you know i i Every day i kind of think to myself like i'm you're going to have 20 decisions to make today do you have this for breakfast or do you have that for breakfast yeah. or you don't have breakfast? Do you go for a little run before work or don't go for a little run? Do my little breathing exercises or don't do them? And the the more of the, in inverted commas, difficult choices I make, the better my day goes. Yeah. The more of the easy choices I make, the worse my yeah, day goes. Yeah, absolutely. And, then I get and get the, the tough stuff of, done early as well. You know that when you're early in the day and you've got that, pat, uh, that, that energy, leave it till late in the day, you're not going to do it. It's very difficult. But also, you know, it's it's also that kind of acceptance. Because I think there's, um, I think there's, I don't know if it's a misconception, but I think there's a popular myth, I think is a myth, that if you get all the, like, that, that example of a day if you get all that good stuff done in the morning mm. then the afternoon will be easy not necessarily but if something difficult needs doing in the afternoon you've got to do that as well yeah and if something difficult happens in the evening guess what yeah you've got to do that as well but you'll have the energy you'll have the because you've done those bits early yeah, you're in the just day, in, the, you're in that kind of mode of okay Another problem to solve. Tick, let me solve tick, it. Tick, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I don't, I don't, I, I think sometimes people have the the. Um, I think people are mis, um, not misinformed, but but misguided um, to be told, oh, if you get all of this right, everything will be easy. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not. It's not necessarily that it's going to be easy. It's just that you're going to manage it better. Yeah, Whatever's thrown yeah. at you, you're going to have better toolbox. And I know what I'm like as well. For me, uh, my morning has to be uh, right. But everyone's got diff Everyone knows what they're like. I know that if I leave a certain thing, if I get into bed before, I, you know, brush my teeth at night, it's going to be harder to get out. I know that I have to uh, put these things in place because I know what I'm like. I think they call it metacognition, don't they? When you understand what your uh, faults are. Uh, and when as soon as we know them and we can admit to them, then we're able to fix them. So mm. it's uh, so I know what I'm like, and I know what happens when I don't do these things. So but it's just 
well, we I think we all know what we're actually like. It's just putting those uh, finding out what we can do when we uh, when we do the tough stuff, when we get the tough stuff done early. How good it feels. It's not something you're doing forever. You're stacking up the feelings. You're thinking, right, what happens if I do? If I know that I'm meant to, you know, uh, uh, do a stretching routine, have the phone off, and all these things before bed. I'm going to do them all, and I'm going to have a, uh, two days where I'm going to eat completely clean, and half my plates are going to be greens and veggies. Um, and then the last thing that people do with the guide is they set a new little intention every night before they start their night guide and the intention my very first ever one this is how I lost the weight was I won't have sugar in my tea tomorrow so my first 30 were all basically food ones and and move my body ones and day two was half the plate will be greens and veggies day three I will always take the stairs I'll never take the elevator or escalator and then it just went on from there but it, by doing something easy and doing it every day it, uh, it was it, I didn't notice it but that was because I didn't get over I didn't put on five stone over the course of a week or two it happened over time so I didn't start eating rubbish food straight away it happened little by little so it was just setting that that, doing that little by little approach which I think made the big difference so nothing should be difficult because if it is you're not going to do it so if you haven't exercised for a while and you used to go to the gym for an hour and a half at a time five days a week don't try and go back to being that person because that will stop you trying it in the first place just think I know how I used to do things I'm all I'm going to do is uh, right now I'm going to get up and I'm going to do 20 star jumps or I'm going to go and buy a skipping rope and I'm going to start skipping at home something you can do at home that'll get the energy going that'll get that momentum going that'll remind you of how good you used to feel when you exercise and then you'll go and you'll crack on from there so just start something easy just to get you going in the first place put your foot down have that put the foot down moment where you just put your foot down and say right i'm going to do this and i'm going to do something right now and just take some action right now yeah i mean one of one of my one of my um recommendations always for people is just go to jujitsu yeah because you'll get obsessed with it and it's the best workout and you all you have to do is turn up yeah because everyone else is going to try and smash you right so it doesn't matter if you're feeling oh, i'm going to go a bit slow today no you're not uh, oh, i'm gonna, <laughs> oh, right. I'm gonna so, take yeah, it easy yeah. today no you're not yeah you you're get gonna out fight. of the gym as well you do you're like, gonna fight sometimes you walk in the gym you're like oh, i'm not feeling it i'm just gonna yeah. sit in the sauna oh, so, yeah exactly Where, whereas jujitsu no someone's literally <laughs> gonna grab <laughs> your clothes yeah. and pull you out, out of the sauna and pick you up but i'll tell you what's what, what's interesting um my so we're, whenever we're out and about we we always try and go on the stairs mm. so like airport or in the shops or whatever we never do the escalator or the or the um, the lift elevator, um, and 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 just coming back to you know what you were saying before, I can't remember where we were. We were somewhere. We were on holiday somewhere, and we were we were in this kind of shopping big shop shopping center something, and there was like these kind of concrete flights of stairs going up, and I was like knackered going up them, and but because we were on holiday, it was like kind of like an adventure. Right? Yeah. I wonder how many stairs there were. And I had this like idea, I was like, hey, this would be like a wicked idea for a website, incidentalcardio.com, <laughs> where yeah. you can like do a check-in on the map and say like, oh, the stairs at so-and-so, I'd done them in 42 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then other people can kind of do their check-ins yeah, and say like, oh, I've done them in 41 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone's looking for a, an internet business to start up, incidentalcardio.com making it fun as well yeah and if it, if it takes off though you've got to be a sponsor for the oh, yeah. podcast yeah, <laughs> and I'll one. try jiu-jitsu as well yeah, yeah I mean you should go with um, Jolie yeah yeah, yeah Jolie's, a, Jolie's a beast yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, my son does her kickboxing class oh right yeah perfect yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you should definitely I mean on, the, on that sort of um, spiritual mushrooms 
connecting with the source side of things. You you won't understand till you go. But jujitsu would be right up your yeah, street because yeah. it's it's really really cerebral and really flow state and really energy exchange. Like it's literally like having a really deep conversation with someone, right. but on a physical level. Yeah. You know, because the way people move, the way they grip, the way they grab you, the way they turn, the way they that whether they're tense or they're not tense, you 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 get like a lot of information. Yeah. Back yeah. and forth. I, I I think you would uh, you would you would love it. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Anything new that comes in comes along like this, uh, or someone says oh, well, you should do this, I I to make a point, I'm going to have to do it now. Yeah, so I was told me I've got to. I, I think you'll find as well probably a lot of jujitsu people are mushroom people yeah you'll find oh there's there's so many people that are receptive to mm. what you're um talking about with the mushrooms you'll probably find that you get swarmed with yet yeah, i'm 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 interested yeah but but yeah. what i wanted to ask you about then actually was the this idea of the retreat because for me thinking about about actually microdosing I, I, I mean, I'm, my work, I'm, it's clinical, I'm an optician. So I'm a little bit wary about doing anything that, that kind of would um, take me out of my, I suppose you can say comfort zone is a, a lazy way to explain it. But, you know, I would much rather do it or start doing it in an environment where I'm a little bit removed from my normal yeah. kind of stuff. So, so. I mean, I'm sure you've had like things buzzing around all over the place. Have you have you got have you got a picture of what that retreat might look like? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So my, uh, he's got an acre of land. We we're going to do outdoor sleeping because where he's in Malaga, it's you know mostly uh, fair weather all year round. Uh, but behind where, so we've got uh, we've got a, a walks there where we can take people on walks to. Uh, there's avocado, orange, lemon trees, mint, things like that. So we're going to make juices and think and take everyone for walks when there's uh, when they're on their peak. That's usually the idea. Is once you've done your had your mushroom, when you go on your peak, you want to kind of be out and about a little. How bit. long would that last? That peak about an hour, not too long. And that's the bit where people are a little bit floaty and just in just kind of could get lost. You could be staring at a tree for ten minutes and not realizing you're just staring at a tree um you just lose this time be like oh. and uh so yeah so we do the walks we've got uh there's a waterfall five minute walk away as well so we'll be doing waterfall swimming in the morning and yoga in the morning there's different plots in in the mountains there's different acres uh so everyone's got something different that they've built into theirs so some people have got uh, there's one that's a yoga area and things like that as well so we'll take people down to the yoga area um, but then we'll do, uh, uh, there's a place called El Choro as well, which is a 40 minute, uh, 30 minute drive from where he lives. And we'll be taking people out on the lake surrounded by the mountains as well. So we'll probably do a day where we do the mushrooms there and a day where it's on the land in the mountains as well. So just get, I mean, the, I've done them in this country and it's a challenge because you could, uh, we've done one in a flat, one in South End and a couple others. And the, uh, you might be having this wonderful spiritual experience with everybody, but then as soon as you take the people outside, they're then, you know, who knows who you're going to see out and about. Uh, so it can kind of, you're always just trying to keep it uh, small and just make sure you're not going too far out because you don't want to lose anybody or kill the experience. When we're in Malaga, we're going to be in it. We're going to be in nature. We won't need to do too much. We just need to make the space, make it beautiful. Uh, and and uh, adding the extra little surprises because I found that's sort of the thing when you go to any of these things it's the extra little surprises that you get that people is going to make people really just have a, a, such an, a transformative experience but 
uh, come away laughing and with this whole sense of community as well. So the uh, other people that will be coming along, we'll, there'll be a WhatsApp group after where we'll be keeping in touch. They might take away some microdosing chocolates. Or the other thing that people can do, if they find that microdosing might not be something that they can do and stick to it, because it's one chocolate every three days. So it's one day on, and then you've got two days of afterglow. So if you've got two busy days, you'd have a dosing day the day before those two busy days, because then on those two days, you'd be waking up and you'd be on form. You know, the brain fog's cleared, every, you'd get a lot, lot done. Uh, some people don't have time to do one every three days. So what they might do is once a month, they might have a recreational dose. So that might be a gram or something like that. And they'll find a spot somewhere in nature or uh, with a fr- I always say get a friend or your partner someone who makes you laugh or you really like go to a bit of uh, nature with a nice picnic uh, with fruits and things like that because they also make you really appreciate every bit of food not like cannabis where you just want to eat everything more like you'll bite into an apple and you'll just be oh my goodness how does this taste so good uh, so go with a nice picnic a nice playlist and then just go and have a day You'll laugh, 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 laugh loads. But then you'll have a good, uh, you can have a month of afterglow after a recreational dose as well. So some people just choose to do them once every now and then. They'll put it in their diary. They'll look forward to it and things. But there's no addictive qualities. You can't get addicted to mushrooms. So there's no such thing as people turning up at my door going, oh, I need a mushroom. (laughs) So it's, uh, and there's no such thing as a lethal dose as well. You could accidentally take 20 grams. You'd have a real trip, but you would come back to normal. So when I describe it to people who haven't had them before, who people who are coming off antidepressants the uh, way I say it is if when you get you prescribed your antidepressants the doctor doesn't say to you right here's your antidepressants take one now take one in three days or you could skip that day and take one in a week and or you could have your whole packet and take them at once if you like but that's what mushrooms are they're a cure for depression uh, you're only going to need to feel like you're going to need to do the dosing for one month and then you're going to know what you want to do going forward in the future so you might then just have a six months off and not do anything but then you'll you'll feel a call to it you'll feel a, a feeling that you want to do them again um so you'll know what kind of dose you'll want to do and then after that month uh, that's it you don't need to keep going so th- uh, there it isn't uh, an ongoing thing it's just something that once you've done your month you're looking after yourself for that time you're putting that little bit of discipline in afterwards you know what the future is and how you're going to uh, go about it but it's something that you can if you want to use forever you can just have a little doses my dad who lives in pain all the time will have a chocolate and he says he knows the pain's there but he's not aware of it and it's like when I'm with my son if I'm putting him to bed and I've had a dose that day uh, it sounds I know it sounds quite bad I love it because I'm always a good dad I'm always putting him to bed and doing these great big performances and all sorts of stuff but when I'm on the mushrooms I'm not my brain isn't thinking uh, part for future i'm not looking left or right and what all the other jobs i've got to do i'm 100 focused on on him and i'm looking at him and i'm like you little miracle because you're just like wow what a beautiful life what a beautiful existence what a beautiful kid what a beautiful everything because it makes you feel more uh you feel uh your own reality is more beautiful and when you believe that your own reality is more beautiful it becomes more beautiful and it starts to change so it just starts by you loving the things you already have and then it goes on from there and so do, do you, are you microdosing kind of all the time and you, do you still do recreational yeah, doses as well? Yeah, mostly recreational now. So I'm, uh, I had a dose in Spain, but again, I don't feel like it now, but because it's summer and there's lots of festivals coming up, I'm going to do probably, I'm probably going to end up doing a recreational dose, about a gram every, let's say, three weeks, I reckon, through the summer. At a festival? Yeah, at a festival experience, at a fest, uh, just because, again, that's uh, one that I really always come back from feeling marvellous. That was 
was the other thing that changed once I started uh, getting into this world. I used to go to music festivals all the time. I haven't been to one since uh, I went to the first what I call hippie-ish festivals, the little ones. Absolutely beautiful. You don't have any security there, no worries, no trouble, anything like that. You can just turn up and you just, it's uh, one of them was run by the Magic Mushroom Society, but it was a dry festival. It's the no alcohol. And the people they're, they're, are there. There's not a single bit of rubbish. There's no rowdiness, no lariness, just everyone having it up till late dancing but without that uh without the alcohol mixed in it just makes such a massive difference people are just lovely when they're on the mushrooms they're just uh people are more receptive more open and it's just so festivals are a great experience as well so microdosing wise i do i will pick a time to do a another microdosing uh routine so it will probably be after summer now because i'm flat out with festivals and so i work at the festivals doing the yoga and sound healing as well um so i like to just be in and amongst lots of people having a good time so it'll be after summer i'll i'll get going with the microdosing but when i do it i'll know exactly what i want to achieve out of it i'll do exactly what my clients do i'll write down what it is i want to achieve in my own handwriting and i'll write down how it's going to make me feel but i won't write down how i'm going to do it i just write down what it is that i want and then i'll follow the guide and yeah i'll be able to it'll probably be something learning something new and uh, you, do you say you do sound healing as well with yeah, the bowls? So, yeah, with the yeah with the Himalayan singing bowls. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we um when we went to Bali, because Bali's quite a sort of a we went we went to Jimboran and then we went to Ubud and Ubud is quite a hippie yogury kind yeah. of place, and it's it's almost like um it's kind of like how Spain is for the Australians, right? Yes, full yeah. of Australians because it's. I don't know, three, They're four hour flight for them. Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and so we went to, we found like a couple of yoga studios. We went and did yoga, but we found this um, really cool place called the Pyramids of Chi. It's a bit of a cheesy name, but they basically built these two like decent sized pyramids. You could probably fit 60 people in um, with all the correct, on the correct orientations on a ley line and facing the right way and the right yeah. dimensions and everything. And they were like sound healing therapy so basically you just go in and lie down put these like heavy blindfolds mm. on and then they would do bowls and gongs and all kinds of stuff um and we and we came when we came back we were like we need to get a we need to get a bowl yeah, from somewhere yeah. we went down to camden market um there's a there's a i don't know if it's still there but there was a place down there in the stables part um and we were looking at bowls and they're really expensive. Yeah, though. they are. I was in India in March and I was the idea was I was going to buy a set of seven for the seven chakras there because I use my friend's ones at the moment. She got hers from India. But even there, it was £900 for the set of seven. Uh, the biggest one, I mean, the biggest one in this country is about 450 500 usually for the big bowl. Uh, These ones, that, well, that's why we didn't end up buying them because you know when you're thinking, I'm sure I'm getting done here. That It was probably the size of like a decent sized yeah. soup bowl. And it was 550 quid. Ah, yeah, it's a lot. And the, it's more, I mean, you could get away with using smaller, but you wouldn't have to necessarily go straight in with the most expensive. But usually the better quality, the longer the vibrations last and, yeah. uh, and the clearer the sound. But uh, do you know, uh, how did you find the sound healing anyway? Obviously, you wanted, you liked it because you wanted to get a bowl. 
when we were away, you mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, my my wife is she loves traveling and mm. going on holiday, and if ever we go anywhere, she'll do three months of research. Yeah. What's here? What's there? This place makes these special donuts. This place has got <laughs> this rose tea that's famous. Whatever. So you know, we've we've always got sixty four stops. Right. We go mm. here in the morning. Here and there, we got to eat at this place. We've got to see sunrise here and. And that was one of the places that she found and said, look, should we go and check this place out? And um, we, we went back again. You know, it was yeah. so good. We did it, I think, this maybe like the second day we were in Ubud for a week. We did it on the second day of that week and then we went went back and did it again before we left because yeah. it was it was so good. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I love it when we do that for the first time with people as well because it's uh, uh, just quickly, I don't know if you know the science behind it. I always like to learn the science of anything that I do because I find that that resonates quite well with gents sometimes and the spirituality type. Sometimes it's better, like resonates more with um, I like ladies. Both. And, yeah, yeah. But, the, this, uh, but with uh, sound healing, I remember having it for the first time, crying afterwards, thinking what on earth just happened and then when i read up about it it's the it's really simple the vibrations travel through the liquid in your body through the uh, water in the blood they travel up to the brain and they slow the brain waves down into uh theta and beta waves they slow them down into like what todd is thinking so when we do the uh when we do the classes people come along and when we're doing the bowls we do a, a yoga meditation and then the bowls and uh people uh that we do little affirmations with it as well we're putting in positive affirmations as we're doing it but those uh, people who come to our class 20 people a week every Friday uh, when they could be out after work drinking come to this and they do it because they feel fantastic for the rest of the week and they get a good sleep for a week and things so I love anything when I learn about any of these things because I'm only two three years in um, I'm still learning as I go but I find something that I'm, I really like and I can see it works for me or for someone else learn about it learn the science behind it and the, uh, the history with the spiritual side of it as well and then you know and then just go from there so just make sure that if, uh, you could do it with anything really as you did with jujitsu and, and with the podcast anything you find that you've got a bit of a passion for home in on that so a lot of my people clients who do this they often they i tell them to become teachers i'm not trying to create people who are doing all the exact same thing but i'm telling them when you teach something you get to learn it twice so if you're doing these things and people are noticing how good you're looking feeling and uh, acting then they'll say to you because you don't you can't help people very close to you your friends and family are the hardest people because they're too familiar be the best version of yourself and you'll find people start coming to you and start saying well why are you smiling all the time why are you always happy so uh, and then you're, you're teaching them you're telling them and you get to learn it again so that's you know it's part of the key of it i think is teaching others as you go what you're learning yeah it's like your <laughs> your uh, oxygen mask analogy right that you you've got to fix yourself first that's really the best way to help other people is to is to make the best version of you and allow other people just to see experience be near whatever that version of you mm. which allows them to then think well actually maybe i could do this or i could change that or i could yeah become it's not or... selfish to create those times the those habits because that is the number one thing you'll just start noticing you do stuff for everybody else it's like when you're a parent you often put your uh, kid first then your partner and then you third um, if there's time, but that's the worst way around, you know, mm. uh, and people say I haven't got the time, but most people tuck in a bit of TV and stuff like that. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to watch TV, but you might, as long but as you're you disciplined. definitely shouldn't. Yeah. TV will break your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just reward yourself with things rather than just have it as a, but 
make sure that you just uh, um, it, it, I always say it's only hard once so when I'm doing another new habit another thing that I've got to do it's hard the first two days first day or whatever and I just say to myself it's only going to be hard once I say that and I do it and then I create little affirmations throughout the day as well just so whenever my mind wanders so when I was uh, still splitting up with the ex and I was doing but I was doing all this new stuff and I've, we've had challenges along the way and my old mind would have gone off and let a whole day be ruined by the stuff that's been happening but my new mind just says like for example whenever my mind wanders off to a challenge or a problem I'll just say me 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 and then I bring it back to myself and all the new happy healthy stuff I'm doing sometimes I have to revisit how far I've come from as well to bring my mind back straight as well sometimes at night I'm writing down you know uh three things uh, that are great that happened that day two things that I have that money can't buy and uh, one great thing that's going to happen tomorrow you know the gratitude stuff and uh, just whatever it is I have these little um, things that I've taught myself to bring myself back uh, on form and so, so I just recommend anyone does the same thing as well create your own little affirmations things that give your brain a little jog and laugh at yourself because every now and then I haven't drunk for three years but every now and then my mind wanders off oh I do do stupid I've had a couple of times where I've done stupid weekends which weren't didn't uh, serve me but uh, the next day I laugh at myself and I go oh, what an idiot and it's just it's another little bit of practice another little reminder of uh, what not to do and as long as I laugh at myself it's over it's done I've put it to bed and uh, I use it as a tool to keep going yeah really good it's, it's, it's actually um, when we did that the sound thing in um, in Bali one of the things the guy said just in terms of the science so they were they were at the time trying to get I think some university work done to actually get some credible this is what how it actually works because you know you would say it, it affects the water and the vibrations mm. and a lot of people will just roll their eyes and say like no it doesn't so they were trying to actually get some university studies done but what he was saying was that they already had done um i don't know whether they'd had like 20 25 people where they'd done blood work on them yeah so they'd done um I think it's live blood analysis um, so you can actually see like the platelets in yeah. live blood and they would uh, – so they, they do a blood draw and then stand them in front of – they had these like these gongs. I don't know how much these things cost. Yeah. They were immense. And the st I mean, if you never heard something like that, it's, I can't explain what it sounds like. Mm. It's like uh, oh, if you've ever heard like spaceship a – Spaceship sounds, that kind of thing. Or... Yeah, but it's, it's like have you ever heard uh, like a lion or a tiger roar? Yeah. For, you, you, you can't explain it to yeah, someone, right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing and you have a reaction to it like, what the, what the fuck was that? Like yeah. this, something happened to my body. But it was the same thing with this gong. They, they banged this gong and it's just, you, you can feel like your whole mm. vibration, your whole body just changes. But they, they, they'd been doing this blood work to show that literally it can help with clotting and the, the, the uh, yeah. circulation and everything. But literally you can see the platelets and the red blood cells are freer wow, after yeah. just going in front of the gong. I think he was saying like 30 seconds they would just ring this gong. Then they do a blood draw again and the blood is different. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it, it was quite um it was quite powerful to to hear that. So so coming coming back again to the to the microdosing. So well actually coming back to the, the microdosing and the, the gummies and the hot chocolate. So you can supply those things, mm -hmm. but you also kind of 
uh, guide people and, and help them. So how does the, can I call it a service? Yeah. How does the service look? How does it work? If someone, if someone contacts you and says, listen, I'm, my life's a bit shit at the moment. Yeah. I'm stressed at work. That's quite often the messages as yeah. well. They'll, what 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 happens then? They'll just say, "Hey, I've got your number from so and so. I've tr- uh, been trying to give up alcohol and uh, uh, for a while. Is there? Any, can we talk?" And then what I do first is I send a voice note back and I just, because uh, I like voice notes. One, I don't have to stare at my phone when I'm with my son. And two, what they say, time. And three, it's a bit, just I can put my emotion behind it. Um, I tell uh, I tell them firstly what I'm going to do is they're going to send them the guide and then they're going to uh, read the guide and then we're going to have a phone chat. So because I can talk to them all uh, or answer all these questions, but I find that the guide almost just uh, answers everything. So I've got it almost like self-sufficient that way. So they do that. They read the guide. Then we set up a phone call and we have about a 45 minute chat uh, and I get them really excited about it. Uh, they then start following the guide for a week. Uh, so it's like a little, I call it the run-up. Uh, so they already start putting into place the sleep uh, and they're already starting to learn about their nutrition exercise and they're focusing on their thoughts and stuff like that. Uh, mostly I don't I don't overwhelm them at first. I just say, just get to sleep right first. Just contract that, that message and then you can move on. Because I know that once they get their sleep right, then they're, because 100% of people who suffer with any kind of mental health illness don't sleep right. So it's everyone. So as soon as you start getting sleep better already the problem's less of a problem so uh so they're given this run up uh they've created the environment they've got their body looking feeling better and then i send them the chocolates in the post so they get the chocolates and then they the first microdosing chocolate they'll have on a day at the weekend even though it's a microdose and they should be able to have them during the week i say to people first day the first time you have it have it during because i've had a few examples where people are a bit more sensitive to psilocybin uh, i had this elderly couple and uh they made me laugh actually and they started off on the jellies and they were um, super excited about it because they'd never done anything like this before. And then they were working for them and we started just talking about the chocolates, the mushroom chocolates. And she said, oh yeah, send them to me and we'll try them out because uh, her partner, her husband was an old school drinker and she was a warrior looking out the window, 79 and 81. Uh, and they got their chocolates and I got a text that day saying, oh, can you call me dad? Uh, dad? So we're in a, a um, and I was like, oh no, what have I done to the older people? Gave them a ring and they were giggling. They were like, we can't stop laughing. Um, and her partner, he's colorblind and he started seeing colors and all these things. So anyway, so that made me laugh, but they were fine and they're loving life now. He's given up alcohol and they've got a new lease of life and they're doing things, but they get their chocolates, they have their first dose at a weekend, see how they feel, see how the next two days are. And then they decide there's three times in the day they can have a morning, afternoon or evening. The morning, if they are okay with psilocybin and everything like that, it's going to give them a bit of boost of energy and they're going to get a smile on their face. If they're a little bit more sensitive, they'll have it after work when all the tough stuff's done, but not too late that it makes them feel sleepy. If you have it in the afternoon, it's going to chill you out and probably give you the giggles. If you have it at night time, it's just going to make you fall asleep. So they'll pick, if someone's struggling with insomnia then they'll have it at night time to start with as well so they're then once they're into their routine and they know that they're okay with it they then pick out the times that they're going to have their bigger dose ones as well so they'll pick out a time that they're uh you know a weekend day or something like that to have their bigger dose ones but i only give them the the starting point and then they get the guidance from the mushroom and i get them to start the guide i call it i say it's a guide it's not an instruction manual it's just a manual of things that i know that if you do these things they're tried and tested and 
and that they will help to enhance the experience and to help to make a permanent positive change. But once they get going with it, a week or two in, they're because they're looking after their sleep, they know what they need to do for themselves. So all I'm doing is getting them started on this path to uh, to knowing how to look after themselves. And then the key is 20 minutes education each day as well. And I've really stressed that one because uh, it, it has to be anything they know that's going to make their life better. It could be a podcast or a YouTube video. They can listen to it on the way to work or whatever it is, but they put that in a diary and they do that every day during the dosing time. And because, again, when you're getting a bit flat or having a flat day, you add in the education and, again, your brain comes alive and you, uh, with the psilocybin in the system, everything is enhanced. So it will, uh, anything you learn even is, is make, and you like yourself more because you're taking time out of your day to educate yourself. So, uh, and then creativity as well. We add in like little uh, bits where they'll uh, get into, they'll start painting, make a new recipe. Because as you know, when you make a new recipe, you take a photo of it, you show all your friends throughout the week or talk about it. And it lasts a good week. You're buzzing on this recipe you made. So I get people to stay in that side of their brain as well. Uh, and then after they they keep in touch throughout the month, we will have a phone call, maybe another phone call in the month, but mostly they'll do voice notes, but we'll do voice notes back and forth and, uh, and they find their own way with it. So beautiful. And so, uh, yeah, any of you guys, if you do want to listen to 20 minutes of a podcast every day, listen, uh, listen to this one absolutely <laughs> every day. Um, yeah. And so, so I, if anybody wants to get in touch, um, then definitely reach out to me, um, and I can I can connect you yeah, up with great. with Daz. And like I said, I think if you if you uh, speak to Jolie and get her to take you to a jujitsu mm. class, you'll probably find you get swarmed by by those guys. Uh, I no. think I think that's it's a it's a perfect. Uh, Synergy. Hopefully, I'll take it easy on me. <laughs> uh, every, I mean, you, you, you'll love it. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's such a it's such a beautiful experience, and very um, kind of uh, um, basic as well in terms of like that physical struggle, mm. but in a in a in a such a nice kind. It, it's very hard to explain. Community as well. Like you've got the, you obviously. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we've talked about on the podcast before that co community is the number one predictor of longevity. Yes. So it's yeah. ahead of everything, right? Smoking, drinking. I've been watching crack, a podcast whatever. about it. The, the what they call the blue zones in the world yeah. where people live to over a hundred. Yeah. Where they're all in all these of communities. Them, and yeah. They, the one in Japan where they make the community when they're babies yeah. and they grow up together and you can join. It's crazy. It's yeah. amazing. But they also, they, they laugh a lot, don't they? Yeah. And they often, they will have a glass of wine or two, even they're in a hundred or whatever, but there is the community in there. Yeah. 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 So, and, 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 you know, that's a, that's a, fantastic thing from um from jujitsu that you get and and that's and and in that in that way that's kind of why i'm 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 interested um i mean if you if you get this retreat going 100 percent, yeah gosha and i will come 100 percent, because it's it's kind of what i've been looking for um and and we i i went uh to i, I have no idea where it was it probably turned out that it's 10 miles away from where you're going to be. Mm. But I went on a, I used to do Kung Fu a long time ago and we went, we used to go on a Kung Fu weeks trip like once a year. And the first one we went to was in Spain somewhere in a place called Rio Gordo. Right. And it was up in the mountains, you know, like yeah. bump, 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 up a sort of a track. And it was the same, you know, there was, you could see 
the next guy's house, yeah, like yeah. over there, and then you could see someone over yeah, there. Yeah, it sounds exciting. Yeah, they'd like, like a little pool, kind of enough room for, there was 12 of us, people to sleep, little courtyard, kitchen, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I remember going there and, and just sort of going and bumping up into the mountains and just, it's so kind of still and calm and nice mm. that you, I, I think certainly for me, that kind of environment is would really, really enhance the whole kind of experience rather than the 226 bus keeps yeah, going past yeah. outside. I see, we've done the ceremonies here and uh, my brother's had the land for over a year and uh, we both said, why didn't we think of this before? But again, life is time and it's happened right now for a reason. We needed the extra experience and the other life lessons before we went ahead. Yeah, so you can you can definitely sign up two people to that. that we're 100% <laughs> with that. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Jason. Um, it's really, really good to talk to you. Really, really nice, positive conversation. Good oh, energy. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening. I know everybody's uh, time is precious. Um, so if you uh, if you stayed with us all the way through, then thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of it. And uh, certainly, if you uh, if you want to get in touch with Daz, just reach out to me. Um, Instagram is probably best. You can just message me on uh, Instagram. It's at White Basement Pod. Uh, you can listen to the podcast everywhere that you listen to podcasts. So Apple, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. This one maybe won't go on YouTube. This one will probably go on Rumble because YouTube's a bit funny about what, what goes <laughs> up there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll chance it. But yeah, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can, you can find us. Um, follow on Instagram, share the episodes, leave us some feedback, and we'll catch you next time. Mind, right?